Hello, Texans. Welcome to the podcast where we get right to it. Audio of the week. Jonathan Owens, who is in the top three in the league in tackles, talked about Jalen Petrie a little bit on the Texans Players Show this week. A lot of stuff was said. That's a podcast that you can get on the Texans app. But what about this moment when asked about Petrie's work habits and leadership? He's a good safety to be out there with because he'll talk to you constantly. He might see stuff that he's seeing in film from earlier this weekend. He'll text me something like, hey, bro, look at this. Look at this signal. Like, <laughs> it's 9 o'clock at night. You know, I'm like, bro, what are you? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he making me pull my iPad out. Like, I like yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But, um, he's really advanced, man. You wouldn't think he's a rookie, you know, and mm -hmm. he, his ceiling is crazy. Just, you know, once he, you know, like I say, he's still young. So, you know, he's kind of all over the place sometimes just because he's, he's going full speed. That's mm -hmm. what he does, you know, so. Um, I respect the way he plays. I love the way he plays. He's a great safety to be out there with, you know. So you you wouldn't think he's a rookie, though. You're out there with him. Nice comment there from J.O. Jerry Hughes, four sacks through three games. One of the best starts in the history of the franchise. And the celebration last week, was that Rihanna? What was that? Man, he was really just a spur of the moment. I know some of the guys on the sideline were talking about uh, who we might have performing for the Super Bowl. And then someone kind of threw out. Rihanna may have agreed. And then we came out there. I made a nice inside move, and my fellow D linemen were able to come quick and pick up that sack. And so I was like, hey, if she's going to be performing, let's let's have fun out here. And so we were able to end the half on a sack, and it was great. Just got to – just trying to build some momentum for the team because we – you certainly need that when you're on the road in a hostile environment. So you got to just be able to play free, have fun, and just try to find some kind of momentum out there because we were having a – a rough day up front. Something Hughes told us about on Texans radio. And what about Jonathan Grenard noticing the play of Jerry Hughes? Is that inspirational? Does he hope it rubs off on him? He's playing. He's flying around. I want some of that good juju too. So um, I think overall he, he he's balling, dog. And I think that's as you know, it's helping our defense, and giving us that spark. And obviously him being 13 years, you would like how's this old dude giving you a spark? Um, he balling, man. And I I keep taking notes from that. And I, like I said, it's gonna continue to come moving forward, and we'll all continue to get on that level. And before we get to our interview with Matt Money Smith, the voice of the Chargers, Nick Casario, he did his weekly appearance. And I asked him about Air Coriel, the Chargers offense of the late 70s, early 80s. They made the 300-yard game a thing. Not that it hadn't happened before, but they did it on a regular basis. They were awesome. Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow, Chuck Muncie in the backfield, James Brooks with him, Charlie Joyner, John Jefferson later giving way to Wes Chandler. What an offense. Of course, I asked Nick about it. Uh, yeah, when you talk about Fouts, Winslow, uh, Charlie Joyner. Yeah, I mean, that group of skill players. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were as good a passing group that probably, you know, in the history of the league. So. Yeah. I would say when you look at the passing game, you look at offense. I mean, Don Coriel, I mean, go back and start to trace the lineage here a little bit and how mm -hmm. he's impacted, I would say, offense, offensive football throughout the league. Mm -hmm. I was only, I mean, in the 80s, I was six years old or whatever mm -hmm. it yeah, was. So uh, yeah. have more awareness <laughs> as you get a little bit older and start to, to harken back and see some of the more successful teams. But with Fouts Winslow, I mean, I mean, the image that I remember um, is the game in Miami where they yep. were basically like physically just spent and exhausted, and you know, Kelling was basically barely walking off the right. field. Um, but one thirty-eight overtime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but um, a lot of good teams, a lot of good players, um, and I would say coincidentally, you know, the the Chargers have one of the best passing offenses in the league. So it's different people. It's not the same system, but mm -hmm. you're talking about however many, 25, 30 years later, whatever it is, but 
talk about one of the top passing offenses in the league. So it's sort of coincidental, I guess. Now, that was one of the first teams I really got into in this league. And I know they lost a huge game to the Oilers in the divisional round of the playoffs in 1979. Vernon Perry had four interceptions. I've spoken with Vernon about that game. And it's a great memory for Oilers fans to go up there and have so many players injured with Dan Pastorini out of action. Earl Campbell didn't play. Kenny Burrow didn't play. But they got the job done that day thanks to the turnovers against one of the greatest offenses ever. Still, I didn't know about them back then. I was just coming of age in NFL football, and I really loved the Chargers, just the way they moved the ball up and down the field. And they had one of the best theme songs ever, San Diego Superchargers. I think you had to be in the stadium to get the full effect. The effect of the stadium now is SoFi. That is L.A. Now that they've moved there, the Texans have played them once in L.A. in the soccer stadium. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Back in 2019, week three, Jordan Nakins had two touchdown catches. We've talked about that this week. Let's talk about this now, though, with the Chargers coming back to NRG. Last year they were in town. We all know how that ended up. And Matt Money Smith, the voice of the Chargers, he later on in this interview talks about the atmosphere that day to him it was a dead atmosphere i guess relative to the 4 and 13 season of 2021 that game felt like a playoff atmosphere to me it's interesting to get the different perspectives but matt money smith let's start with the game last weekend when the chargers lost badly to the jacksonville jaguars well uh, it wasn't great um it was ugly it was a, a, a thrashing and obviously i the chargers lost uh two of their four most important players, and I think including the second most important player on the team, and maybe the second and third most important player on the team. I think Slater is, is number two behind Herbert. He's been so good at left tackle. Doesn't need help. He's blocked the most dominant pass rushers in the league one-on-one -on -one straight up and rendered them um, you know, pretty much useless for a defense. And to have him gone and you know, you don't really have an average level replacement there is, is a big mess. And obviously Bosa, you saw from the moment he left that game, the Jaguars offense kicked into high gear and uh, and really was able to get after the Chargers without that pass rush coming from both sides. So it was a mess for the Chargers. As far as the Jags go, I think I thought they were very physical. Uh, they dominated both lines. I think they just dominated the game from a physical standpoint. I thought uh, Doug Peterson was masterful in his play calling. Uh, it seemed like he was a step ahead. The whole game, um, the, the Chargers run defense had been really good coming into that game. And between Robinson and, and Etienne, uh, really gave them fits. And they just could not quite get the sticks to their advantage very often in that game. It was third and short, you know, pretty regularly. And I think that's why the Jags kind of had their way. And, and just to kind of, you know, put a button on it, man, Trevor Lawrence looks, you know, like we all thought he was supposed to look last year before that coaching disaster damn near sabotaged his career. Well, that's alarming news for Texans fans and everybody else in the AFC South. The Texans will find out more next week. Matt Money Smith, voice of the L.A. Chargers, joining us on Texans Radio. What about Herbert? I know he's got the injury, still was able to throw the ball last week. I know it wasn't the kind of game they were looking for overall, but what do you make of him coming into week four with the health situation? Yeah, I'll tell you, it, it was interesting. Um, just because he he had some he had some of those Herbert wild throws, you know, the throws that only he can make. Um, there was a play when Josh Allen was draped on his back and he just uncorked a 54-yarder to Jalen Geitlin off one leg, you know, pinpoint, just right in the basket. So there was that. 
Um, but then he was cut, you know, he was less accurate than we're used to seeing. He was opening up on throws. Uh, they were sailing on him. Uh, he was short arming some throws and we're just not used to that. He's been so good. So accurate. Uh, puts the ball at a spot where the receivers can catch it exactly where he wants to put it. And that was just kind of missing. And I don't know if that was a sort of shake the rust off kind of thing, or, you know, just wasn't quite sure about how the body was going to respond. And because it did seem like he got a little better as the game went on. Um, but I, I, you know, just to kind of answer the question straight away. Yeah. He's affected his, his throwing, his game is definitely affected by this fractured rib cartilage. All right, so what do you think of the ground game here? You had 75 yards against the Chiefs. I know it's the Chiefs, and those games can get away from you. Obviously not able to run it well enough against the Jaguars. What about the Charger ground attack, Matt, moving forward? So I'll tell you, like coming out of the Chiefs game, when I went back and watched it, I was kind of buying what the coaching staff was saying, which is, yeah, the rush numbers aren't good, but – you know, we were in a ton of third shorts. You know, we were ahead of the sticks. So if you look at all of our rushes, yeah, they're going for three yards, but they're three yards on a third and two, or they're three yards on a third and three, and we're getting those first downs. And, and that held. And then the Jags game happened. And I was like, okay, that's, that's no longer the case. Uh, that, this is an issue. They can't run to the right side. Um, they're not committed to the run game. There's nothing exotic about it. There's no flashes. They're just kind of handing the ball off and expecting a line to open a hole and a running back to make a play. And it just seems like the most successful run games in the league now have a lot of pre-snap misdirection, uh, a lot of counters, and we're just not quite seeing that. Um, Austin Eckler carried four times for five yards. That's, that's just unacceptable. That's a failure on so many different levels, and I don't know, you know where to start. If it's a coaching, play-calling thing, if it's an offensive line blocking thing, if it's an Eckler thing, but whatever it is, it's got to be remedied, especially with the injury to Rashawn Slater, especially with the fractured ribs of, of Justin Herbert. You know, on Sunday against the Texans, they are going to have to run the ball, and they're going to have to do it with Eckler. There's, there, there's no excuse for Sony Michelle to have more carries than Eckler in a game. There just isn't. He doesn't have the juice that Eckler has. So, you know, I think the idea was long-term. Austin tends to break down because he's a smaller guy if you give him way too much of a workload. So let's make sure we don't give him too much of a workload early in the season so he's fresh for the playoffs. Well, the, the playoffs are no longer, you know, something you feel really good about. They're going to have to fight. You know, they're going to have a rock fight every single Sunday for wins. So I, I think you're going to see a, a much heavier dose than a, of Eckler and a much more creative approach to the run game. Matt Money Smith joining us, voice of the L.A. Chargers. So the game last year, obviously a lot of talk about that here because the Texans won it and they played pretty well in that game. What is the memory there? And is it being brought up a lot this year heading into the matchup, Matt? Yeah, a well, yes, it is. I think it is just because it was such a weird game. They win that game, and you feel really good about winning one of your last two and getting into the playoffs pretty much with 10 wins, and they lose it. I mean, it was a pivotal turning point of the season. It was just the ultimate outlier game. You know, they had 15 guys out with COVID. They had Mike Davis get pulled off the field after testing positive with COVID. We spent Christmas on an airplane and um, confined to our rooms because we couldn't go out because of COVID. Like, it, it, and there was just no energy. There was no energy on the flight. There was no energy in the hotel. 
I mean, you were in the stadium. There must have been, what, 5,000 people there. There was no energy in the stadium. It was just a, you know what I mean? It was just a really weird game. Um, so I think that's that's sort of the one thing. Like, it was, it, it truly is probably one of the strangest games I've ever been part of. Like, just the way the whole thing felt. So I think if it were a straight-up, wow, the Chargers played their asses off and the, and the Texans really gave them the business, then I think it would have been talked about a lot more. Instead, you know, everybody, I think, is just so focused on what the heck happened to this team that we thought had the best roster on paper before the season. And it's technically, if none of those three guys that played last week and don't play again this week, is now down five all pros and pro bowlers in week four. What, what has happened to this season and what has happened to this team? Mm. Matt Money Smith joining us. And Matt, you do the Petros and Money show. Obviously, you're well plugged into the whole LA sports scene. You used to host Lakers pre and post game shows, if I'm not mistaken. How do you feel the Chargers yeah. are fitting into the LA landscape? I know the Rams won the Super Bowl, so that's a tough comparison right there. But what is your assessment of how it's going so far? I know this season's record is not where you want it to be so far, but all that aside. Well, I thought this was a huge season for them. Um, and I think it is. And I think they look, I think if all those guys come back this week, if Corey Lindsley comes back, if Keenan Allen comes back and he's healthy and JC's healthy, then I still think, you know, they could they can make the playoffs. This roster is good enough to make mm -hmm. the playoffs. I think they have to do that. Um, you know, Herbert's a star. He's, he's not just a star. He's a superstar. This town loves superstars. You know, if, if he has another season like his first two seasons and he gets a playoff win, um, he, you know, he'll be the, he'll be the most popular football player in town. He'll be more popular than Aaron Donald because he's a quarterback, you right. know, and he's a six foot six Adonis, you know, that, that, that boys, you know, want to emulate. They want to pretend like they're Justin Herbert on their flag football team. And, you know, I have three daughters. They think he's dreamy and, you know, your, your mom and your grandparents think he's the greatest thing ever because he was an academic all American bio major. And, uh, and, and didn't want to leave Eugene so he could stay close to his family. Like he, he's it on every level. He, he's everybody's whatever you want in, in someone as a football player goes, he's it. Um, gotta win, you know, and he's got to play great. And I think if they do that, then they can really make a dent in this town because people will want to watch number 10 and they'll want to wear his jersey and they'll want to come see his games and they'll all say he's his, their favorite player and therefore the Chargers can become their favorite football team. Matt Money Smith, voice of the Chargers with us. All right, so the popularity of the Rams, it's got to be there. They just won the Super Bowl. Good team, I get it. But are the Lakers, Dodgers, who's king in L.A. really in the sports scene? Uh, the Dodgers. The, the Dodgers, uh, I think, at this point, by, by quite a margin. Um, you know, they have a number of homegrown stars. They still have the best pitcher of his generation in, in Clayton Kershaw. And when he goes out there every fifth day, place is packed and people go crazy. You know, Mookie's a superstar. Um, and then you have a lot of fun players, you know, like Trey Turner. Um, you have homegrown talent, you know, like Cody Bellinger, even though he's slumping. Um, they still love Cody, is it? you know, because he was an MVP. Um, you got so much. So I think, you know, and, and the fact that they've won, you know, they've won the division, you know, they, they just clinched it this year. So nine of 10 years, they've been to three World Series. They've won one. Um, the Lakers are a bunch of mercenaries right now. Hired guns. You know, there's no homegrown talent on that team. Um, you know, even when they like traded for Powell, nobody knew who Powell Gasol was. You know, Powell was just this, this European guy from that was playing for the Grizzlies, you know. 
LeBron James has won championships. Russell Westbrook's been a league MVP. Anthony Davis, you know, was, you know, sort of in this, this controversial exchange where small market teams aren't allowed to hold off the big boys and LeBron's agency, you know, forced his way out of there. And aren't we the big, bad LA market? So it's just a weird team right now. Um, even when, it's funny, I'll tell you, even when they won their title, it was just a very weird and probably because it was the bubble as well. And it was yeah. COVID, but just a real weird vibe, you know, like the Dodgers are LA team. There's 55,000 seats. You can get in there for 10 bucks, you know, and, and it really can't, it really encompasses the entire city. It's all, you know, it's all races, all nationalities, boys, girls, women, men, grandparents, past great grandparents, you know, what Fernando mania meant, what Vin meant, to this city, Jackie Robinson, you know, there's just so much there that no other franchise has and can bank on. All right. There's Matt money Smith, the voice of the LA chargers. That's going to do it for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Check out all the other podcasts, wherever you got this one or wherever fine podcasts are available. Have a great day, everyone go Texans.